You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You are listening to The Therapy Podcast with your host, Shloimi Balsam. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Therapy Podcast. Today I want to discuss a little bit of the vastness of the field of therapy. When you sit down in front of a therapist, your therapist looks at you, he can have a gigantic toolbox, proverbial toolbox, at his side, filled with all sorts of different methods, ideas, models, and ways that he can try to help you. I want to share with you today just a few of those models, a few of those tools. And maybe as time goes on, we'll get to discuss them a little greater in detail. It could be we'll even have a, a, an episode for each one of these models. Every approach has its own directive and every issue can be best dealt with in a specific way on one hand. But on the other hand, there are therapists that mastered or feel feel most comfortable with one particular way of counseling. And that's also okay. Throughout the history of psychology, people have developed their own ideas. And what I'm going to share with you today is uh, those ideas, those ideas that people came up with themselves, and that was their technique. I assume that if you went to Sigmund Freud, he wouldn't be giving you cognitive behavioral therapy. He would be doing Freudian therapy, psychoanalytical therapy. On that note, let's start with Sigmund Freud. He founded psychoanalytical therapy. He is perhaps the founder of the subconscious. He developed the theory 
about human nature that focuses on the unconscious factors that are motivating your behavior. He specifically designed psychoanalytical therapy to be focusing on the first six years of your life and proposes that those six years determine everything that will happen later, every stage of your further development. Next, moved on to Adlerian therapy. This was found by Alfred Adler. This approach was popularized in the United States. What is Adlerian therapy, may I ask? Good question. The idea of this therapy is to be assuming responsibility. We extract the destiny of every individual from themselves. No one is bound by their destiny. We create our destiny. The idea is to find meaning and goals, create a purposeful life. Adlerian therapy is used very often mixed into other therapies. It's, uh, it doesn't have to be a standalone theory. The idea that you can choose how your life is going to look. That empowerment. And more importantly, I think especially in the 21st century, we're focusing so much on our rights and how important we are. And we are, and that is true, and we should focus on that. But we very often can slide into ignoring the other side of that coin, which is the responsibility aspects. Yes, we are incredible and powerful, and we have to recognize that and know that we can do anything and we have the power to decide our future. But that also gives us the responsibility to actually go ahead and design our own lives. Nobody should be a victim of their own life. And Adlerian therapy addresses that responsibility. Realize that, yes, whatever position you are in now could have happened to you. But what you do from the moment you step out of this room from here on in is absolutely 100% up to you and nobody else. The next category is experiential and relationship-oriented therapies. The first one I want to discuss is Victor, Van- Victor Frankl's existential therapy. Existential therapy is a training to be able to react against the tendencies that your client may have, that you may have. It's the perspective and the view of therapy as a system of well-defined techniques. It's a model that stresses building therapy on the basic conditions of human existence, such as choice, freedom, responsibility to shape your life, and self-determination. Existential therapy focuses on the quality of the person-to-person therapeutic relationship. By sitting in this counseling session, you now have the ability to rise above 
Absolutely anything. And I think the, the most uh, empowering thing about existential th- therapy, to me, what hits home is that, you know, there are actually videos you can watch on YouTube or wherever about Viktor Frankl. You see him speaking, and we're talking about a man who, who came up with this method of therapy, not sitting behind a mahogany desk, twirling a pen and smoking a pipe. He, the ideas dawned on him in a prison in Auschwitz when he had lost everything, absolutely everything, everything he knew and loved. And it was just him in the darkness of a stone cold cellar. And he realized that he was left with something. And that was his ability to choose. No one can take away your choice. And we're definitely going to have to elaborate on this in the future. But that was the basic idea that you can rise above absolutely anything. And therapy is a way of directing your mind, your thoughts, your focus above and beyond your circumstances. Anyone who says that, hey, but my circumstances really stink. So you just look at the founder of it and you're like, yeah, yeah. it will never stink that bad. All right. Person-centered therapy. This was founded by Carl Rogers. This approach um, was developed in the 1940s. It was supposed to be like an anti-Freudian therapy, not psychoanalysis. It's based on the subjective view of the person who is experiencing the life that you're trying to counsel on your client. It places faith and gives responsibility to the client in dealing with problems and concerns. Notice a trend so far. All of these therapies are focusing on responsibilities. I'm going to bring that back up later. Carl Rogers paints a picture of a tornado and places the subject of the therapy in the eye of the tornado. And no matter where this tornado moves, he will always be in the middle of it. And his entire world is 100% painted and designed around him himself, he himself. A counselor can never 100% be where the person is standing. But the idea is that he has the responsibility and the power to redesign his own life from where he stands, the way he views it, the way he will deal with his own tornado is 100% up to him and giving him that power through therapy. There's another therapy called Gestalt therapy. I think it's Gestalt, maybe Gestalt. I absolutely love this. I'm fascinated by this idea and I'm very excited to learn more about it. It is very much present-based. Everything is right here and now in this session right now how do you feel now what part of you is feeling this for example um one of the methods in in install therapy is the empty chair technique where if someone is having an issue with a relationship you would pull up an empty chair and say look i know that when that person is actually standing in front of you there are a million and one factors that can hold you back from speaking freely and speaking your mind So let's bring him into this room and subtract all of those exterior factors and interference. Talk to this imaginary person. Imagine him sitting here right now. Imagine him or her sitting here and talk to them from your heart the way you really want to. 
And that really opens a person up and just to have the words that they're thinking that they really want to say but can't, it's incredibly freeing. The next step is telling that person to hop over into the chair and giving their version of what a response would sound like. This is incredibly important when addressing the idea of a broad, broader perspective. You understand that if he has to speak out the other side, he has to, at least on a shallow level, level understand the other side. And this gives them that opportunity. Uh, Gestalt therapy also uh, places emphasis on identifying the feelings and realizing that you are feeling those feelings. Those feelings are yours and addressing them. Uh, identifying them and relating to them in a healthy way. Don't be surprised or confused if some of these methods and ideas are overlapping with other therapies. That's very common. These are just different pathways, ideas, and ideals, models that you can follow when addressing a specific situation. Very often, uh, the key to have a good counselor is knowing which method is best applicable. Uh, but then again, there are some counselors that are just incredibly good at one way. They are really, really good at you know identifying the core root, uh, being able to uh, present you know uh, healthy perspectives. So that that might be their go-to. And uh, very, I mean, in, in in general, every one of these therapies will be productive in every context to a certain degree. You just want to find the best one that works the best. Okay, uh, moving on to the next category, we have cognitive behavioral approaches. Behavioral therapy is very much still under the process of refinement. The ideas presented in it are incredibly popular. Uh, mindfulness and acceptance. These are all products of behavioral therapy. It's, it's uh, focusing on your behaviors and understanding them accepting them and just being aware of them in the first place. That's a tremendous step in emotional health. Cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, is very, very commonly used. It is not, it's a very uh, mellow, it's not, it's a non-extreme method of therapy. It is very often used in coping with trauma, PTSD and CBT, post-traumatic stress disorder and cognitive behavioral therapy tend to go hand in hand very often that could be a method of treatment to turn towards the idea of cbt is being again it's a it's uh being aware of what your core inner mind is doing it's not entirely avoiding the idea of subconscious it's unraveling and unpackaging What's going on in your brain and what led you from your initial thoughts to your conclusions? There's always a feeling, a core, you know, bottom of the igloo feeling that's at the bottom of it. And identifying that, reevaluating that, reframing it, understanding it better, realizing how you got there, and then trying to reassess those feelings in a healthy way developing new ones and hopefully imbibing those making those uh, a, a new part of your thinking 
breaking that catch 22. I, 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 I feel this and therefore I end up doing this, which makes me feel that. I wake up late, which makes me depressed, which makes me go to sleep late, which makes me wake up late, which sends me. So when you, you tack in there and you realize going to sleep late is making me tired, which makes me depressed, I can go to sleep early. I can wake up early, which will make me not depressed, which makes me go to sleep early. Breaking that chain, that Cash 22, I'm addicted to chocolate, so I'm eating chocolate because I'm depressed because I'm addicted to chocolate. So if I go on a chocolate diet, I may be able to. It's not easy, obviously, but being at least becoming aware of that circular mental activity can be the, is the first step in addressing it and healing. We have choice therapy, reality therapy. This is uh, it's a short-term approach. It's based on uh, choice theory and focuses on the client's assuming responsibility in the present. That's right now. What is your deal? What is going on? And wh- how can you, wh- how, what can you do different? What can you do to actually change your current situation? Through the therapeutic process, the client is able to learn more effective ways of meeting her or his needs. What do you need? How can you get there? That's choice theory or reality therapy. All right, moving on to our last category. We have systems and postmodern approaches. Here we have the first is feminist therapy. This was uh, this approach grew out of the efforts of many women. Uh, some of them were uh, Jean Baker Miller, Carolyn Zerb Ents, Al- uh, Al- Oliver Espin, and Laura Brown. The central concept over here is the concern of the psychological oppression of women. Uh, focusing on the, on the constraints imposed by the sociopolitical status to which women have been relegated. I'm, I'm reading this, so I, I normally don't use the word relegated. Oh, I should. It's a great word, no? This approach explores women's ident- identity development, self-concepts, goals and aspirations, and emotional well-being. Caveat here, make sure that there is also responsibility. There, there, there's definitely a need for the healing process re- and the empowerment. But as this empowerment grows, don't give up the responsibility. The more empowered you are, the more you are responsible. That is, they go hand in hand. Someone who is empowered and irresponsible, non-responsible, is a loose cannon. Make sure that as you're building this identity, this self-concept, and that emotional well-being realize that with being a big person there's a lot more that you have to do the goals and aspirations obviously are huge and should be addressed and uh, marked and set in every context true happiness is derived from doing hard things setting those goals and aspirations when you meet them when you cross that finish line there's, there's no greater feeling or empowerment than that. Next is a postmodern approach. Uh, there's a number of people who have developed this, this form of therapy. Social construction, constructionism, solution-focused brief therapy, narrative therapy. They're all assuming that there's no single truth. Rather, it is believed that reality is socially constructed through human interaction. The reality is designed by who you interact with. 
The idea of postmodern approaches is that the one and only expert in your world to understand who you are is none other than you. No one else can understand your world better than you because you actually have a different reality than everyone else. I think this sort of piggybacks off of Carl Rogers' idea of being in the center of your own tornado. I think it's a wonderful idea to be able to realize that while you are in a tornado, you're surrounded by colleagues, peers, and an entire world of billions of people who are all spinning in their own tornado. So you're not alone in your tornado. And uh, see if you could join in someone else's tornado. It's nice of it. All right, family systems therapy. We're going to wrap up with... It's a family systems approach where... It's based on the assumption that the key to changing the individual is understanding and working with the family. Uh, basic idea would be so if you have a girl who is anorexic and you know you think that solving anorexia is the issue here, but it turns out that she's only being anorexic to create a distraction for her parents who are at each other's throats. And there's an older sister who seems to be doing perfectly fine, the goody good, but she's actually causing the problem. She's trying to keep her younger sister anorexic so that she can remain the goody good sister. So by looking at the greater picture of the entire family, you could break down what you need to take care of. And instead of doing therapy for anorexia, you could address the family as a whole in a family, family session and accomplish a lot more ground with the anorexia judging by the bigger picture. I hope you enjoyed and learned something. Please share your comments and questions with me at askmetherapy at gmail.com and I'll see you soon. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.